Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott with you. Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Pleased to be joined by a a classmate, a, a good friend, the host of Oilers Television and somebody who is representing Edmonton's ball hockey scene right now down in Calgary at the Nationals playing with the team that you may know as the Savages, uh, two-time national champions, going by Edmonton BHC this year. Tony Brar on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. How is it going, my friend? Mr. Brendan Ascot. First, I just want to say happy Tuesday to you and Cody. You guys have been doing a fine job this week with the absence of the great Bob Stoffer. But secondly, I also want to say happy Tuesday to all of the listeners. Hope everyone's enjoying their week. And thirdly, I got a special message from you from Jared White, former <laughs> uh, member of the crew. He just wanted to pass on hello and say hope all is well, buddy. Right on. Uh, t- yeah, I got to send that right back to him. Zafir Raji, another former uh, crew member on that team yes yeah uh what was that sorry i i, I think my phone keeps cutting out so i apologize <laughs> all that. good my friend is zafir raji being another uh, former yes. aj guy on that team correct yes. zafir raji not only can he get it done with the ball hockey stick and a ball but he can also get it done on the golf course too i'll tell you that yeah interesting no surprise there great kid so was uh so was jared white now uh bigger picture here you guys had game one of the nationals last night playing a team from brampton if memory serves a 2-1 victory and Maybe we'll set the table here, Tony, by just you know talking about the way that you would describe some of the intricacies of ball hockey and how it's different from what we see on the ice on each and every you know night. What? You know what? I think there's no question that the game on the ice is just a little bit faster just because you know the, the natural skating movement is just a little bit quicker than any foot movement. However, you can't glide in ball hockey. You always have to keep your feet moving. Brandon, I know you play a little ball hockey yourself. Cody, I'm not sure if you play ball hockey, but you can't take necessarily a shift off. There's no point in time where you can just kind of glide your way back into the defensive zone after a rush up the ice or vice versa as you kind of come in support as a third forward. Your feet always have to be moving, which means your lungs are always moving. And to be frank, Brendan Escott, over the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, I've had a lot of Big Macs, so my, uh, my, my lungs are still kind of catching up to my feet a little bit. Well, not to pump your tires too much, but it certainly didn't look like it last night. And you're, you're a bit of a defensive menace out there, I think, in, in being a very tenacious player. But uh, that is, that's been my experience with it. My cardio is no 
nowhere near enough to uh, to really push myself at, at any sort of level of ball hockey. But, you know, that's uh, and we've talked with Scott Holbin on this show previously about, yeah. you know, just what makes ball hockey kind of an intricate game. But I, I think part of it is it's informal enough in a sense that you really have to be self-motivated in training and preparing for something like this, because when you're at the event, it's all taken incredibly seriously. But you have to be self-policing in terms that you're ready for that event. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. You're 100% correct because just like any other recreational sport you play during the summer, it's just like just like any other team sport that you play. Yes, we play at a Div 1 level, but it's up to you to kind of stay in shape and, and make sure you're geared and ready to go for big tournaments like this. And, and the Canadian National Championships, Brendan, is, is nothing to sneeze at. The quality of hockey here is incredible. I mean, yesterday we had about, I want to say close to 350 people in the building just watching the game. So the turnout's always great. Uh, and that's because mainly of the level and quality of hockey that you're really seeing. So again, like you said, I like the word policing. You have to make sure you're self-motivated to make sure you're ready to go for these big tournaments because it's easy to say in April, oh, I'll get it done in May, I'll get it done in June, I'll get it in, done in July. But just as we know, as Scott, since we graduated in 2018, life just never slows down. So <laughs> it comes at you a lot quicker than you think, and then all of a sudden it's go time. So the biggest thing that I've missed over the COVID-19 pandemic, and, and, and I know this is a little bit of a luxury to say this because I've been blessed with with good health and my family's been blessed with good health is is competing at this kind of a level and just to see the quality again in that Brampton team yesterday I mean that is one of the favorites in the tournament to squeeze out a win yesterday and 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 get back into that game day routine of stretching about four hours before the game and and making sure you're getting your meal prep ready to go it's little things like that that I really love about this tournament Brendan. Chatting with uh, Tony Brar from Oilers TV as well as Edmonton uh, Ball Hockey Club as they're going by this year but two times national champions under the savages moniker and i imagine that part of the reason for that change is because there's some younger participants on this team the likes of zafir raji and jared white or how about cashton murphy is another one you know some of the younger generation of of you know really good hockey players and ball hockey players especially what are you noticing in some of the evolution as it were of, of a team that has represented edmonton at the highest level in recent memory you know, just like uh, the highest level of ice hockey, the game just seems to get a little bit faster. And somehow, some way, these kids coming up, like Zafir Raji and, and uh, Jared White and Cash and Murphy, they just keep getting faster. They make, they make some of us look like dinosaurs out there. And it's just like they're leaving us in the dust, but they don't mean to, and we got to catch up to them a little bit. So it's been great. I mean, these young guys, it's very easy for people, for guys – like Zaff and guys like Whitey who have played in the AJHL to say, oh, this is just ball hockey. And for some people, that's fair. If that's your opinion on ball hockey, that's completely fine. But once they see the level that we're playing at here and, and they're able to kind of dip their toe into an elite-level tournament like Canadian Nationals, they take it very, very seriously. So these young guys, they have a great, a great head on their shoulders. I know Whitey's in aerospace engineering at Western Michigan. He's playing at the NCAA level over there. Uh, it just goes to show that... These guys are just cerebral people, and they're very good all-around kids in every facet of life, and 
there's no surprise that they're seeing success at this tournament as well. Now, I know you've been there as we chat with Tony Braha. You've been to nationals a couple times with your older brother, Sonny. Uh, I know yeah. there's a deep connection there. I understand he's not at the tournament this year with you guys, but some of the other veterans still, uh, Elise Jubinville on that team as we just kind of go down the roster here and, you know, names that have been there every step of the way for you. How much are, are or how valuable, I guess, is their presence to with their familiarity of ball hockey specifically, are you seeing in the room some of that uh, tutelage be passed on to some of the younger, raw, talented ice hockey players as well? Yeah, um, before I get to your question, uh, uh, Brendan, I'm just going to quickly correct you. Sonny just couldn't make the first game, so he was absent for game number one on Monday. Unfortunately, we are still working people, and my brother could not get work off for Monday and Tuesday, no matter how hard he tried. Uh, but he'll be here Wednesday onwards, so Sonny will be suiting up for our game on Wednesday, two games on Thursday, potentially two on Friday, and then the one on Saturday. So that's going to be big. He wears a... Uh, the alternate captain's A, so he's a big part of our leadership core. Uh, as for the guys like Lee Jubinville, Joel Andreessen, Burke Gallimore, these guys have played a tremendous level of hockey. Joel Andreessen was drafted in the NHL by the LA Kings, 40th overall. I forgot the year off the top of my head, but he was also involved in a trade with Jason Blake, which is a nice little nuance over there. But Lee Jubinville played NCAA hockey uh, a number of years back as well, was a Holby Baker finalist. Um, so it really goes to the show of the quality of players that we we are able to field here and, and why we've really had that success in the past in 2017 and 18. As for uh, them kind of teaching the young guys, I mean, you see it everywhere. Just the way that they conduct themselves. I know it's super cliche whenever you hear an NHL player talk about a veteran guy, but it's, it's, it's so true. The way they conduct themselves, the way they take care of their bodies, their approach to the game, their mental strength, uh, during the game, I think that really feeds off into these young guys, and they're able to kind of take it back to, you know, let's use Jared White as an example. He's able to take it back to his NCAA level and and have a stronger head on his shoulders, and he's already had a great foundation. But learning from guys like Joel and Driesen and Burke Gallimore, who played in the WHL, and Lee Juvenville, uh, that's only going to serve uh, serve good for them moving forward and and uh, for their ice hockey game back home. How does the scouting and coaching and that sort of thing get handled on a, a high-level ball hockey team? Is it the veterans that are, are responsible for sort of, I guess, deciding who's on the, the first penalty kill unit or the first power play unit? Or even do you get an opportunity to, say, look at some video from a team like Brampton who you would otherwise have no familiarity against? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, Thankfully, the ball hockey community is a, a tightly knit community throughout the nation, so we're pretty familiar with every team that we're going up against. Of course, you have your uh, additions and subtractions here and there, but the play style for a number of years since I've started Nationals back in 2017, sorry, 2010, I should say, in Brampton, uh, the play styles for each team has rel relatively been the same, just because, as you mentioned uh, in your previous question, when veteran guys are teaching younger guys, uh, they, they often exude the same characteristics over time. So, thankfully, we have a tightly knit community, so we know who we're up against, and then, obviously, as the tournament goes on, you're able to kind of watch archived videos uh, after the live streams and you're able to do a little bit more video sessions. We have coaches. We have three coaches with us. Um, Jason Cormier, Al Yarwin, and Doug McCarty. And these guys are phenomenal hockey minds. 
and they've been around the game for so long and, and they're able to kind of scout and pick and watch games back home in Edmonton to uh, formalize the best roster for this club. Chatting with Tony Brar, who's uh, down at Ball Hockey Nationals in Calgary right now. You may know the name, of course, from uh, his Rogers Place duties as well as Oilers Television. Um, Tony, it's it's cool to talk to you about something so unique as ball hockey. And I know that the, the community, uh, you reference it being tight across Canada, but I get a sense that in Edmonton in particular, I mean, it's, it's a very, very tight-knit community. And you're there also with, uh, you know, the Edmonton Nighthawks. So what kind of support... Um, um, from home, have you guys been feeling there? And uh, are you? I imagine you're probably sort of uh, sectioned off into just your BHC stuff rather than uh, interacting too much with the Nighthawks. But as far as that support being felt from home, how's that been going? Yeah. You know what? I know we're 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 rivals and and we compete against each other. But you wish nothing but the best for other Edmonton teams. You want to see an Edmonton team do well, and you want to to support. Uh, any team that's uh, from uh, Central Alberta. So that support is always there. Of course, we're playing against the Nighthawks on Wednesday. So, of course, there's going to be no friendships there. They're going to be put off to the side as we, we try to get those valuable three points. Uh, regulation wins here at three points, by the way, and then OT wins are two points. Just heads up. That's why I said three, not two. <laughs> but, um, you know, the support from back home has been amazing. You know, Brendan, you know me. I like to post things on Instagram, my Instagram story and stuff like that. And, and people are just almost as jacked up as I am. So it's pretty nice to feel that support back home. I know the Ball Hockey Edmonton uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts have been following us closely and very supportive of our play so far and, and, and the weeks leading up to it. So the support has always been great. And I know you've experienced it too, Brendan. Maybe you can even talk about it because I know you came over from a different province altogether and you started playing ball hockey with the Predators. I'm not sure if you're playing right now, Brendan, but uh, you can always feel there's a sense of community when you play ball hockey in Edmonton and everyone kind of has each other's backs. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would totally agree on that front. And it, it was really just a simple post on, on the message board. And there was a few different teams that were like, hey, why don't you come and, and uh, give it a try? So if there's anybody who may be new to the city, genuinely, it, it, the Ball Hockey Edmonton Facebook page is, is a great place to sort of get yourself involved on that front. Uh, now, Tony, we know you to wear many hats in, uh, in general, but specifically within the hockey community. And uh, lots moving this offseason for the Edmonton Oilers. It's got to be a really exciting time to be uh, an employee there. Yeah, it's uh, going to be an exciting year. You know, I, I love the additions that they made. You know, one one addition that I've, of course, everyone's talking about Zach Hyman, the hockey player, but I just loved the interview and the availability we had with Zach Hyman. And, and the reason why I'm kind of honing in on him is because uh, he just seems like such a, a good, genuine person that's going to do great things for that locker room. You know, he's played with great guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And, and the fact that he has a couple of things happening outside of hockey like writing three published children's books and uh, owning an esports gaming company. I think that's just such a fascinating thing. And it kind of reminds me a lot of another Oilers prospect, Cooper Marodi, who writes his own music and is a singer-songwriter. Um, I, I love when hockey players have a different dynamic outside of that. Not to say anything bad about anybody who is just focusing on hockey, as they rightfully should. It's their profession. But uh, I think Zach Hyman is going to be such a great impact in that, in that room. And as a 
media member. I can't wait to have more interactions with Zach. And, and along with Duncan Keith, I mean, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Norris Trophy winner, a couple of gold medals under his belt. Uh, you know, I always say, I, as a ball hockey player, I can always learn from players that I watch every single day. And I know I'll be able to uh, take a lot of value out of a guy like number two. But the team's looking good. Um, I think they're better on paper than they were four months ago. So a lot of exciting times ahead in all the country. How important do you think that it was? And maybe you can just speak to, you know, what it means to have Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins around this team as the fabric of this newest iteration of the Edmonton Oilers. You know, getting them both locked up long term, I think, was was incredibly important this offseason. And both of those things got done in, in a manner which convinced me that the organization and the right pieces within the organization are ready to start pushing for, you know, perennial Stanley Cup contention. But again I say getting Nuge and and Nurse done was pretty important on that front so what do you see from those two guys when you're around the building and and how important they are to their teammates you know just before I get into what I see around them around the building the thing that is most important about guys like Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, signing those deals is that they're showing that they're committed to the city and to this team much like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl when they signed their contracts They've all been eight-year deals. They're committed to what this organization has going for them. They're committed to each other. Uh, As a leadership group, we know that uh, the four of them are are, are really, really close, and they operate uh, very tightly amongst one another. So I think that's a big positive sign for the city of Edmonton. As for their work ethic around the rank, I mean, I have never seen a guy with the work ethic uh, as great as Darnell Nurse. He's always the first guy there stretching at the rink. I remember I showed up like one time three hours before a game in Arizona, and I saw Darnell Nurse running and doing high steps in the hallway. And I was like, I barely have my media notes ready, and here he is gearing up ready to go for a 7 (laughs) p.m. puck drop in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. So, you know, he's a, he, uh, from all accounts, he's the first guy in the gym and the last one to leave. He's always on, he's always on the ice doing some extra work um, after practice. And I think that really bodes well for, for all the uh, um, rest of his teammates and the, the leadership core in Edmonton. So I think uh, Edmonton is in great hands with the signings of both uh, Nugent Hopkins and Darnell Nurse. And you think about what that that work ethic, that brand of leadership, that care level is going to do for another homegrown talent in Evan Bouchard in setting that yeah. precedent for him to, to really slide in. Now, Tony, uh, as we start to wrap up here with Oilers TV host Tony Brar, um, you didn't get to travel last year with the with the team, obviously, but how have what what is your favorite city on the road in your brief time traveling? You know, do you have any anything that you can pin down for us? I'm sure it's just been a whirlwind. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's a great question, uh, Esco. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with the tie for two spots. Okay, uh, one. I love New York because I am a full-on extrovert and I love seeing people and there are <laughs> so many people in New York in such a short uh, short space. So I love that. I love the vibe of New York. I love, uh, I know a lot of people call it the concrete jungle. I love that. I love buildings everywhere. I love the Central Park. I've been able to visit that. I took the subway to a Rangers game. I thought that was pretty neat. So just the whole vibe of New York has been great. But the other spot, 
And for uh, this is a pretty funny reason. I love Las Vegas because they have unlimited ice cream for the press. <laughs> and like their ice cream, it's like so good. I mean, uh, I apologize to any sponsors, but like it's Marble Slab, like McDonald's, anywhere you get your ice cream. Uh, scoop and roll in Edmonton, I promise you it's about five times better than that. I don't know what they do in that ice cream in Las Vegas, but my goodness, you have to you have to go back for seconds every time. Not to mention the atmosphere in uh, T-Mobile Arena. It's always incredible. There's always a large or this contingency there, so it really makes for a fun atmosphere. So I'm going with New York and Las Vegas. Always a fun atmosphere when uh, I get to chat with you or hit the golf course with you, which, by the way, this guy's become a scratch golf in two seasons <laughs> worth of genuinely yeah. investing in it. Tony, thank you so much, man. Good luck the rest of the way down in Calgary. I'm going to tweet a link out so anybody who's been listening, trying to figure out where they can watch it, I'll send that out from the Oilers Now account. Uh, you just worry about putting on a show, okay? Brendan, I really appreciate you. And for anyone, any of the 630 Chad listeners that are down in Calgary, admittance is free. There's always a great atmosphere. We are also taking donations for kids sports. So uh, feel free to donate if you uh, come on arrival at Huntington Hills Arena and hope to see you there. Right on. Tony Brar available at, uh, what is your Twitter handle now? Tony Brar OTV? Tony Brar OTV, correct. That's the one. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. Chat soon. Have a wonderful day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. All righty. Tony Brar, one of the most positive guys you're ever going to interact with. Uh, it is late. It is 1.53 here in Edmonton. Uh, we will take one last time out and come back with this day in Oilers history. It's Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen with you on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer away this week. It's Brendan Escott with you. A reminder that uh, we would typically have Mark Spector on a Tuesday show as well. Sportsnet spec for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Fridays and Sundays. They are back to full fan access. You can head down there yourself, but you can always watch and wager from home online at hpibet.com. Post time is 6:15. Great to catch up with Tony. I know it was uh, it was a lot of fun actually watching that uh, that game against Brampton last night. Shut him down in the whole second half just a 2-1 final. Good stuff. I wonder if ball hockey's going to get in the Summer Olympics at some point here because even for the World Championship scale, so many countries are now involved in it. I think, well, on the Olympic scale, you need to, ha- to be able to roster a women's team as well. And my- mind you, I should say women's nationals are going on at the same venue. So no reason that it couldn't be. And the way that it's got popularity in our city, it would not surprise me if it trends in that direction. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday to Vancouver on a private jet with three nights hotel for just $699. Details at newwesttravel.com. Going right back to 1988, that's where we were yesterday. The Oilers making another trade, nowhere nearly as significant, acquiring Craig Redmond from Los Angeles from John, for John Minor. Now, the 23-year-old Dawson Creek BC product, Redmond played uh, just 21 games with the Oilers. He scored three goals and 13 points in the 88-89 season. That same season with the Cape Breton Oilers, he had 35 points in 44 games, but then he took a seven 
one-year hiatus and returned to Cape Breton for the 95-96 season. He played 43 more games in his final year in the Oilers organization. That was his second last as a pro. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday to Vancouver. A private jet there with three nights hotel for just $699. Visit newwesttravel.com for more details. Coming up tonight on 6.30, Ched, you'll hear inside sports from Reed Wilkins, 6 to 8 p.m. You'll hear from Cam Moon. Might have him lined up for next week as well. More from Stuart Skinner. He'll be live with Reed tonight. And uh, Elks' new PA announcer, Corey Graham, as well as head coach of the Elks, Jamie Elizondo. That's about it for us here from the 6.30 Ched Studios. Back at it again tomorrow. Champions Week continues. Kevin Lowe, the next one on the docket for that. And a couple other things we'll work on as uh, stories develop between now and then. In the meantime, always appreciate you tuning in. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen saying so long. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Cocott from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Ted Henley. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.